Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Biker Chit Chat. I'm your host, Biker Bethany, and I'm on a mission to find female riders from all over the planet to find out their stories of how they got into the motorcycle world. And on today's episode, I'm joined by Drea. She is a stunt rider, and she's about to tell me all about mindset and how to become a better rider. Let's jump straight in. Hey, Drea, welcome to my podcast. Hi, Bethany, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Amazing, I'm enjoying the weather here in Arizona. Um, We're riding a lot more than we were in Washington State. I bet, yeah, that sounds amazing. I mean, especially at the moment here in the UK, we're having another cold, a cold spell and it's like minus degrees and it's not fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's like 65 here. Oh. And, su- and sunny almost every day. I'm so Amazing. jealous. <laughs> <laughs> this is this this is like prime riding season right now. Yeah, that's awesome. And obviously, like the main thing that struck me about you was all your stunts. And you you don't just do stunts; you do like crazy stunts. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I mean, tell me more about that. How did you get into doing all the stunts? Well, it's kind of crazy, like a a weird story. So um, how I started riding was I met my husband and we were just dating for about a month and I got my first motorcycle. And we the day I got my motorcycle, we went to go pick up my car. So I had to get on the back of his bike and go pick up my car to bring it back home. And on the way to get my car, we got hit by a drunk driver head on to, together. Oh my god! I know. I actually just shared a story about this on my Instagram because I was just reminiscing. But um, it was kind of crazy because after that day, um, we were bo- both ended up in the hospital and everything was fine. But um, he had to get surgery and um, I had a bum knee. But um, that day, we actually thought about selling our bikes. I hadn't even rode. I had a bike for a whole day. Whole day. Like maybe like this wasn't meant for us. Like. This was a, kind of a scary thing that happened to us. Well, after we, co- we recovered, obviously, we didn't sell our bikes. And then um, a few months later was my birthday. We went to um, eat at a restaurant that I worked at, um, which happened to be across the street from a Harley dealership. And we, we rode there together. Um, oh, sorry. We rode there on the back of – I rode on the back of my bike. His bike was totaled from the accident. And after the dinner – we noticed at the Harley dealership, there was like some sort of like show or something going on. And come to find out, it was uh, some local stunt riders like just playing around, messing around. And there was a bunch of, there was a huge ride going on. So we're like, screw it. We don't have anything going on. Let's just like follow this ride. Oh my gosh. We stayed in the front the whole time. These guys were doing like crazy wheelies on the streets and like, tricks and like jumping on their tanks and like doing burnouts and like all this crazy stuff and we were I was just mesmerized and I remember saying to my husband I said I want to ride with them like I want to know them I want to be friends with them and he was thinking the same thing but um I wasn't really ready to commit so like we kind of just started showing up to where they would practice at and um one day I remember this is back we were young, so we were like 
didn't have as much money as we'd want to, you know. I remember doing this like challenge where I was saving every $5 bill I got from serving. And um, I had $500 and my husband goes, said, oh, can I borrow your $500? I really want to set up my, my bike to uh, get, like set it up to stunt. And I remember being so upset. I'm like, no, like, you don't even know if you're going to like this. Like, you're going to take my whole $500 that I've been saving for months. You're crazy, you know. But then I finally gave it to him. I'm so happy I did. Because, yeah, he set up his bike and I was forced to come to the lot with him every day and practice while he was learning his, his, um, he was learning. And then I started kind of like just putt-putting around and then I started getting bored. I started doing more and more and then. Like, the more you do, the more better you get. It starts off really, really slow, you know? And then um, a pivotal moment was when uh, I was with a biker crew. I won't name the name. (laughs) (laughs) Because they really hurt my feelings. It was all guys. Um, And they kind of brought me on because they were the stunt riders and um, they were one of the, they were the team that put on that initial ride. So I finally got in with them. Right. And they let me on because I was learning how to wheelie and stuff, but I wasn't there yet. And they kind of, they kind of hurt my feelings because none of them believed in me. They just thought that I was just never going to learn, you know, and, and they were kind of bullying me a little bit and it, it lit a fire under my ass. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, can prove these guys wrong you know that really hurts my feelings like that I believe in myself more than they do you know I can't believe this so that was a pivotal pivotal moment in my life and I I finally took it to the next level and and got real and I set up my bike correctly got all the things and really got to work so nice I, I love stories like that sometimes it actually takes someone to tell you you can't for you to be like do you know what I can and I bloody well will and I'm gonna show you (laughs) I love that attitude (laughs) yeah totally I mean when you're doing hard things you know um sometimes anger pushes you through that that those hard moments you know like those times when you want to quit or give up like it's kind of negative but you know, I've since found different outlets <laughs> instead of using anger, right? But when you're upset and you are crying in your helmet because you can't do something, you remember those moments and all the people that, all the naysayers and the people that doubted you and you're like, I, I have to prove them wrong. Like, success is the biggest and best revenge. Oh my gosh. Sorry. That is a good one. That's awesome. So it was from that point you were just like, you knew this, you knew it was something you wanted to do, obviously, but it just gave you that fire and that push to work hard because learning stunts is hard work. Like, it's tough. It's really tough. And um, when I first started, um, honestly, there was five other girls in the whole country in the United States um, doing it at least on social media and social media, Instagram had just started. So this was like 2011. So there was only five girls. I had no one to learn from. There was um, this girl, Leah Peterson. She goes by Leah Stunts. Um, She's retired now, but um, she was the only one with like how to videos. So, and then there was like another group. Um, I forgot their name. 
they were really they were really cute but there was like a group of girls that did stunts and but they were very basic stunts and um so i would watch the videos over and over and over again and like just to see someone in my image i guess doing what i wanted to do and yeah. then there's um sarah lazito i'm not sure you gotta look her up she's crazy anyway she's been in she's a beast she's untouchable she's the best in the world um I always aspired to be like her because she was the best. So, um, yeah, there wasn't much, many mentors I could look, like, look to for help um, other than guys. So, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was hard when I was first starting. Now there's yeah. so many girls. It's amazing. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely on the rise, isn't it? And I love that, that girls are finally being like, you know what, we're going to do this as well. And then actually doing it. It's so good to see. Yeah, well, sometimes it takes, you know, seeing someone that someone else can do it to, to believe in yourself, you know, because it is, yeah. it is a hard thing. Yeah, for sure. I can even relate to that just in terms of like getting on bigger bikes. Like I'm yet to ride a bagger or something like that. And, you know, I want to do it, but yeah. height is always my issue or the thing that worries me because I'm pretty short. So <laughs> that's always a thing. But I see, you know, awesome girls out there online riding these big ass bikes. I'm like, you know what? These girls can do it. I can do it. I'm going to yes. do it one day. Girl, you can do it. How tall are you? I'm 5'2". <laughs> me too. I'm 5'2". Really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. I will I will say though at like stoplights and like just slow pace if I have to put my feet down I look like a total squid like one leg's completely in the air and it's just yeah it's embarrassing I actually almost dropped my dyno the other day because I stopped and I lost a little bit of balance and I'm like ah and it's so heavy, oh. like, once you get past that balance point, you're done. It's going down. Yeah, for sure. It's scary, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, it I is. did get out there on a low rider, and I had, a, a like, a little bit of a fall on that just because I took a corner too slow coming into my driveway. I took it too slow and too sharp. And then I made the mistake of trying to keep it up. So I went down and like hurt myself, dislocated my elbow. And it was all <gasps> really annoying. Couldn't ride for ages because of it. And it's like, I'm not going to let that put me off. But I guess I've learned not to try and hold the bike up. If it's going down, it's going yeah, down. <laughs> totally. You're going to hurt your back or something. You'll get injured forever. And it's, it's so funny because it's like the slow stuff. Like it's not supposed to be dangerous, but somehow you hurt yourself yeah it's always <laughs> the slowest <laughs> i hate it <laughs> <laughs> so like what tips would you give like me like if you know me mm -hmm. asking you generally now i want to get out there on you know baggers and stuff like that what would be your number one tips for a shorter rider to be able to do that so when i get on my bike so the one intimidating part is getting it off the kickstand right yeah because it's so heavy and it's like so i go really slow i don't rush it so i push it up i'm sitting i don't do it on when i'm sitting on the bike i push it up kick the kickstand gain my balance and composure so i i 
I use my hip to get it, get it off the kickstand, kick the kickstand up, gain my balance. I take my time. And then I throw my leg over. I pause, wait till I get my balance again. And then I, I slowly get on again and, and make sure I'm ready to go. Because, and I always make sure my bike's set up, like ready to go straight. If there's yeah. anything like backing up or anything, then I have to do it off my bike. Yeah. So, um, sure. and then just don't stop. <laughs> don't, don't, st- <laughs> just don't stop. But you, we, one thing we have to remember is like girls ride dirt bikes that are really tall all the time. Yeah. So it's, we just have to kind of like scoot our butt to the side of the saddle, you know, and like sit yeah. off to the side and just yeah. make sure we, we don't lose balance. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure once you've done it a few times, it, if you if you believe you can do it, like you'll just make it happen, won't you? And you can do it. Uh, but it's it's overcoming that fear of Christ. Don't want to drop this one. You know that will be yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> totally, and it's all the slow speed step. Once you get riding, you're fine. You know yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like when you come up to junctions, then. How will you go about that? Do you re- do you look ahead and you think I need to start shuffling my bum over so I can fully yes. flatten one side? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. And also when I'm parking, I, I consider all that stuff. I'm like, okay, where is the best parking spot that I can get out of here? You know, like easily because it's heavy too. So reversing is like, even if you're off the bike, like impossible unless yeah. you ask someone. I think I think asking, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help too. For sure, we're girls. We have an excuse. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember pulling up to a dealership one time, and like, I did my thing. Like, I'm all like pulling up, and like, can't find the kickstand because my foot's too short, my legs are too short, and I have to get off, find the kickstand, and then I finally sit down, and I saw these like guys like kind of making fun of me almost like oh she's a squid you know and then they re- when I took my helmet off they realized who I was and they're like oh and I'm like don't make fun of me like that's mean I know how to handle my bike it's just I'm short <laughs> yeah for sure it, it's such a struggle and just the weight of the bikes anyway I think anyone riding any Harley you're doing great you know and even with my sportster now, I get stuck in spot still sometimes and I just have to shout out to my boyfriend. Like, I'll be like, oh no, I'm stuck. He'll be like, oh, all right, he'll get off and push me back. Oh, sorry, I can't do it. It's so embarrassing. So embarrassing. Yeah, well, it's not just you. <laughs> well, that's good. It's, it's all of us. <laughs> oh that's amazing though to hear you out there on all these big bikes and totally smashing it it's really inspiring oh thank you thank you yeah so your husband stunts as well yep yep he does um and we both started with street bikes and then as we i guess got older um we moved to the harley the harley thing <laughs> oh nice so harley wasn't your first choice then no it wasn't actually a thing when i started like there was one guy and if you guys don't know who he is he's my absolute inspiration one of my favorite stunt writers ever of all time and like ever since before i even 
had a seed of thought in my mind because Stunt Rider, he was my favorite. He's just amazing to watch and just entertaining. And he has a whole, his whole family does it. So it's amazing. Wow. His name is Jason Pullen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the initial um, Harley stunt guy. And before anyone ever started stunt riding Harleys, he, he was the one for years and years and years. The only one. So, oh, wow. yeah, That's he's cool. amazing. And, and what's cool is uh, when I started stunt riding, he, him and his wife became really good friends of mine. It's funny how that happens, you know? Yeah. I mean, the bike community does that, doesn't it? It brings mm -hmm. people together that it wouldn't usually bring together, but you can just have this thing in common and bond over it, can't you? Yeah, totally. And and you meet people that you never would think you would get along with. Yeah. But then bikes bring you together and you're like, wow, I never thought I would actually, like, not to be judgmental, I wouldn't think I would like you. <laughs> but you're actually kind of cool. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, so, what are you riding at the moment, Drea? Um, so I'm on a, a Dyna Superglide, uh, 2008. Nice. No, yeah. Um, I just got that before I got pregnant. So it's I got it. I rode it maybe like four times, and then I got pregnant, and then I just started riding again. So I maybe rode it a handful of times but so far i'm enjoying it i really like it nice and have you stunted it out is it all kitted out yeah so i have um Bassani exhaust which helps a lot with the torque and um i have a, a rear legend suspension which helps with uh like when you hit bumps i like it because when you hit bumps it's not as bumpy it's more uh yeah. stable sure um and you can adjust them and stuff and then I have a Lucky Dave's bar setup, um, and I have Lucky Dave's seats, which help with the stunt riding also. And then I have a chain conversion, so usually they're on belts. And I have a chain conversion done to it, so it has a chain. Sure, that is. I've heard that that's better for stunts using a chain. Yeah, and why yeah. is that? Honestly. I think it's because it's more um, responsive. Okay. Yeah, I think it's more more responsive, and then you can adjust the size of the sprock uh, the sprocket. So the bigger the sprocket, the more uh, torque it'll give it. Whereas yeah. if it's smaller, there's not there's less torque. So um, like low end torque, I believe. Yeah. Okay. To to get it up. Yeah. So. That makes sense. All right. I'm, so. Would you say, like, you're actually self-taught, like, pretty much self-taught all your stunts? Yeah. It all, um, self-taught, but my husband coached me along the whole way. So, um, but there was a point where he was afraid I was going to get better than him. <laughs> he was really scared. I was getting, I was get, I was getting good, um, during my prime. But, uh, yeah, basically it, it literally, like, People always think that, you know, you just get it up in a wheelie overnight, but it starts off with like, like I didn't even get my tire off the ground. I just felt it kind of like, like this, but it didn't even come off the ground. And I actually almost threw up in my helmet the first time I like released my clutch like that. Yeah. So it, it, it just, just like anything in life, you, no one, everyone's a beginner at everything, you know? 
So like I literally started like this high and then the next month it was this high and the next month it was this high. It was like, you know, over yeah. time it just grew and grew and grew and all of a sudden it was a, a wheelie. Sure. And I guess it's, again, it's that believing in yourself and trusting that like you know what you're doing and you can do it. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it, the trust doesn't come <laughs> until after you know, and it's just muscle memory, you know, just like learning how to drive a car. Um, and you don't even have to think anymore. It's kind of the same thing, like with the wheelies. I remember one time I was, I asked my friend, I said, do, is, do wheelies ever get like not scary? <laughs> because even though I knew how to wheelie, I was still scared the whole time I was in it. Like, am I going to fall backwards? Am I going to wreck? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And what's the answer? Are you, do you still get scared? <laughs> I think I would. No, <laughs> no yeah. You, you actually don't get scared anymore. It becomes, like I said, like uh, like driving a car. Sure. It's almost like more comfortable for me to be in a wheelie than it is to not be. Like taking corners would scare me. It, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's a, just a totally different type of riding, you know, like... um. I rode dirt bikes once with my friend and she does trails and I was like, um, I suck at this. <laughs> she, she thought I was going to be really good. And I'm like, uh, no, I suck at this. I don't like to go like really fast yeah. around corners. It's just like not my thing. I'm, sh- I'm sure I would be better if I, if I practice, but you know, yeah, it's gotta That's be something thing. you want to pra- learn. Practice makes perfect, doesn't it, in anything you're doing. And, like, you know, for me at the moment, it's all the slow manoeuvre stuff that I really want to get, like, amazing at before I fully level up with my bike because I just want to know I've got this. I can do anything super slow and I've got the full control. And it's just practice, isn't it? Like, unfortunately, because it's a bit icy here at the minute, I can't get out very much, but I'm going to get out there in some car parks and just, like, really get homed in on those slow manoeuvres. <laughs> so can I give you some tips? And this is going to sound, like, very hippie and guru, but if um, it, I swear on my life it works and it works for anything that you want to be successful or, or anything that you want to do that's hard. Um, so your mind is very powerful and you don't, you, your mind doesn't know the difference between reality and something that you're creating and think just thinking. So like, if you think I'm cold, eventually you start getting goosebumps and yeah. think I'm hot, you know? Um, so what you could do is you could practice in your mind, practice all those scary scenarios and what you would do differently. So like, remember when you fell in your driveway, what would you do differently? You wouldn't catch your bike. So Rehearse that in your mind as if it's really happening and feel your bike. You can even go like this. And I do this with stunts too, um, especially scary ones. Just practice every scenario, you know, like, okay, well, what if this happens? I'm scared of, what if I roll my ankle when I'm, you know, everything that you're scared of, rehearse in your mind and then say, okay, I'm scared of this. I'm here and I'm scared this is going to happen. What can I do differently? within that that bridge gap okay i'm scared i'm going to roll my ankle so therefore i'm scared i'm going to roll my ankle when i get off my bike okay therefore i'm going to make sure i do not roll my ankle it sounds so basic and logical but you really do have to like analyze it and think of it practically like okay 
that's what my, my fear is. That's why I won't get on a bagger. So I'm going to, when I do get on a bagger, this is what I'm going to do differently. I'm going to put my foot flat on the ground and make sure I'm flexing my muscles on that leg so that I don't round my ankle. That's just a scenario that I came up with in my head. But do that with everything you're afraid of and you'll, and in your mind, you'll, you'll be scared at first and then you repeat that scenario again. And eventually in your mind, you haven't even doesn't done it physically yet. You start getting over that anxiety and that fear. So that's what I do with my tricks too. So like if I'm scared, I understand the mechanics of it. I know what I need to do to get there. My body hasn't done it yet. Okay, I'll give you an example for like a jumping to a trick. Maybe I haven't done it yet, but I understand the mechanics of it. I understand what I need to do, but I haven't done it yet. And I'm scared to do it because if I do it wrong, I might fall and really get hurt. So I practice it, the scenario in my mind over and over and over again. I'm like, okay, I'm going to jump to this trick. I literally close my eyes and I'm like, sometimes I put my hands out like this. I'm going to jump to this trick. Oh, well, I slipped and missed my tank. What, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to pull my clutch and just, I'm going to land on my seat and just come down. Like, nothing bad's going to happen. Okay, okay. And now I'm over that fear. Okay, now I'm going to jump again to my tank. Oh, but what if I hit my kill switch? Oh, I should probably move that. You know, like you start thinking through the scenarios of all the things you're scared of. And then when you actually go out there and do it, you're, you're that further ahead and you haven't even risked anything. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? That's yeah. Amazing advice. I love that. I'm, I'm all about mindset. I practice meditation like most days. And I'm a huge believer in, you know, law of attraction and all that. So I, I love that. That's the best piece of advice I've been given. Oh, my gosh. So you know how I was saying I wanted to uh, start a podcast for my writing? Yeah. Uh, um, I think it's going to be all about mindset because it's literally 90%, maybe 95% of, of stunt writing. So yeah. we can geek out for hours about mindset. I will go on forever. Forever and ever. <laughs> I'd love that. That'd be so good. And you know what? More of that sort of talk needs to be had because you do get scared and, and you think about, oh, what about this and that and stuff like that. But really, it is within all of us to be able to do this stuff. And if you can get your head in the right place, you you're jumping you're jumping hurdles without even doing anything, aren't you? Totally, totally. You're right. That is so cool. Yeah, it's amazing. So um, you've got your diner at the moment and your husband's got a bagger, did you say? Yep, he has a bagger, uh, Rogue Glide. I don't know what year it is. Sorry. <laughs> I, really, I, I let him do his thing. He actually wrenches on my bike too. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I don't have to do anything. He loads it up for me, does all things, and, and then I just ride and then I go home. That's perfect. You got the yeah. ideal situation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you ride each other's bikes a little bit as well. Um, we don't like to. Um, just because you know, it's just like riding someone else's bike. It's not set up how you like it, and their their clutch engagement might be a little bit different. It's just not comfortable, and you're like, oh, I don't know if you tighten the front wheel. I don't know. You know, there's all these things, and you're like, I, when I'm doing something like that, I don't really want to. Maybe riding down the street, but yeah. not for not for tricks. Yeah. Oh, that's totally fair enough. Yeah, I guess it's like you've got your own setup and you 
you've gone through it in your mind and you know how yeah. that all works. So to jump totally. on another random bike for for doing the sort of gnarly stunts you do as well. Uh, I could imagine that would be scary. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so, Drea, I was going through your Instagram and I found a picture. I mean, I found a lot of pictures that I wanted you to explain, but there was this one that that reached out to me in particular. Um, let me just get it up. Oh, man, you're making me nervous. <laughs> No. <laughs> what what picture did I post? <laughs> no, it's a cool picture. Um, hang on one sec. It was this, and I chose this one because it was quite different to the other ones that you have on your Instagram. So this was the picture that I found. Oh yeah. I love that picture. Can you explain, like, to everyone what's going on in that? Oh my god! I'm so glad you brought that one up. That's my friend Rocco. He passed away a few uh, five years ago, actually. Um, and that's why it's so special to me. But um, that was on uh, uh, a ride we go on in uh, a Dub CC ride. I think that was Dub CC in the Bay Area on the San Francisco Bridge and, and we all go there and we show stop and basically shut down the bridge. We're kind of assholes, but it's really fun. <laughs> and um, that's, that particular picture, that was actually my last ride. Don't call CP- CPS, but I just found out I was pregnant with my first kid. I was only eight weeks, so don't freak out anyone. But... Um, <laughs> So it was my last ride before I had my first kid and um, my last street ride. And I remember I had to pee because I was pregnant. And my friend, like the guy that is in that photo, um, had broken down. And I was like, oh, this is a perfect moment to pee. Like, I'm going to get off my bike because everyone's going, you know, and you can't like, and I don't want to get lost. So I ran over. I hid. I found a spot to go pee. And then he's like, my bike broke down. Um, and I was like, fuck it, just get on, get on my bike. So he was riding my bike and I got on the back. Anyways, um, he's like, drop the pin to where my bike is so we could find it again. And at the time I had an Android and apparently it didn't save the pin. Right. And he was looking for it for hours, but anyways, (laughs) poor guy. But that picture, we were on the San Francisco bridge and he took off his helmet and we took a selfie together. It was amazing. And I'm just so happy to capture that moment because oh. that, that year, no, it, it must have been, um, it was right after my daughter was born. Um, he passed away. No. So it was, yeah. That's what drew you to, yeah. What drew you to that picture? Well, I just, I was going through like all the pictures and obviously so many of you stunted. I was like, oh, that's so mad. That's so mad. And I was like, oh, this, this picture has a lot of like love to it. And, you know, Uh all the bikers are all around and everyone just like, I just got such a vibe. Like everyone seemed so happy. And I thought that looked like such a good day. Like, you know, the sun and the bridge and everyone just there. And I thought that looked so cool. Yeah, it was amazing. It was a really good day. Definitely. So did your friend dive through motorbikes or was it not related to that? Um, no, he wasn't on a motorbike, but he was on the uh, way to a, a ride. It was a, a car accident. Oh, gosh, that's so sad. Yeah, oh, sad, really but sad. He, was, he was such a huge part of the 
stunt community that it just sent waves through the through the scene. He was he was a huge impact. So yeah, sure. Yeah, we all we all miss him, and he actually has a uh, him and our other friend Capone um, died within a few. I think Capone died maybe a year later or a year or two later. Um, so they made they organized a a huge stunt ride every year for them. It's called the Ride of the Legends. So, oh, nice! That's yeah. awesome. So you can all come together and celebrate it in a nice way. Totally, and I know they're watching over us and and looking out for us. So yeah, for sure. So, what's one of your like most scariest or dangerous moments you've had on a bike? Ooh. Um. So remember when I told you about how I wanted to take it to the next level, and I got yeah. mad. <laughs> Well, I wasn't quite ready to clutch it all the way up, and I just yacked, yacked my gas, and I went to a wheelie, and I didn't push my brake. I wasn't ready. I didn't have it ingrained in my um, natural reaction to push my brake, so I, I looped out my wheelie, and I tore my ACL. Oh. Yeah. And my meniscus. So I had to get surgery, and I was out for six months. Oh, that's horrible. When I was just starting to get my wheelies down. So that was a huge setback. And that's actually where I learned um, the mindset thing. Because I was so, like, devastated that I couldn't practice anymore. I started practicing in my head. And I don't know if you've heard about that basketball um, that basketball. Uh, like a test, I don't know. No, where they 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 tested the basketball players. Oh, so they I... tested like three groups of basketball players. They made one um, practice every free throws every day for an hour. One um, not practice at all, and one group pretend to practice in their mind. And every time they would shoot a free throw in their mind, and they miss they would adjust, make the adjustments and shoot again and practice like that. And they noticed that the, obviously the one that didn't practice at all got worse. The one that practiced every day got a little bit better. And the one that um, did it in their mind got almost equally better, equally as good. They progressed as much as the ones that actually were physically doing it. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So I started doing that in my head. And that's where I learned that um, when I was down for that six months. Yeah, that's what, it you know what? It's such an awesome trick, and for some reason, like I use you know law of attraction and mindset stuff in all aspects of my life, but I've not really considered using it on the bike, and I have no idea why. And now you're saying it, I'm like, why have I not done that? Like, <laughs> that means this was meant to be. It was meant to be to meet meet you. Yeah, I love all that. That's yeah, that's mad, isn't it? It's really cool. Yeah. So, what about one of your happiest moments on a bike? Then. Oh my gosh, I can remember this vividly. <laughs> so, um, I was practicing probably the hardest thing I've ever learned in my entire freaking life, um, and it's circling your bike in a small area, like a very small circle. Mm-hmm. And I was practicing it night and day. Oh my gosh. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was obsessed over it. I couldn't stop. I couldn't practice anything else. I had to learn this and before I died. 
I'd cry all the time over it. Like I was, this is how bad I wanted this thing. Anyways, I was about ready to quit. Like I was to that point, like three feet from gold or, you know, I'm, I don't know if you've ever heard of that term. Like I was so close, but I just, it was done. I'm like, everyone else, all these other girls are progressing and then they're straight line stuff, like going straight and doing all these cool tricks. And I, here I am like trying to do this like next level trick that would put me so far ahead of these other girls. Sorry, I'm really competitive. Yeah. I just, I'll just put it that's out all, there. That's all bad. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it'll put me so far ahead of them that they'll never get a, never catch up to me basically. So here I'm working on this other thing, but they're, they seem like they're progressing, you know? Anyways, one day I w- went to the parking lot and I had a new tire and I'm like, this tire, you know, it's going to screw me up because it's a new tire. And I, it clicked with that new tire. And I, I finally got my circles down and I felt so high from that moment, like off life. Like I finally got something that I've been working for for years. Like it was such a hard thing for me. I was working on it for years and I finally got it that I was so high from it. Like it probably only lasted like a week. <laughs> and then I was like, I suck again, you know, but no, the high lasted for like a week. And then I, I was on to the next thing that I needed to do, you know? Yeah. So that was probably the happiest moment (laughs) in my stunt writing is when I finally got circles and it really clicked. Like, and I knew I was never going to forget it. That's awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. I can only imagine like what that feeling is. I mean, for me, like the a connection feeling to that is when I passed my license, like my test, because mm-hmm. it took me a while to get there with COVID and tests were really oh hard God. to get. And then yeah. I, I failed the first part of my test once. Like we, we have a mod one and a mod two. So you uh-huh. do like car park stuff and then you do a separate test out on the road. And I failed by hitting a cone. I literally oh. tapped it. I'd done everything perfect. And I tapped the cone. They're like, no, foul. So I forgot to oh. say, I just smashed this. Like, I was gutted. And I couldn't get another test for ages. And, oh, uh, no. So it took me a really long time. And then we had like a lockdown for like three months over here. Couldn't oh, do the gosh. test the whole time. Anyway, that, that moment, like, I just had to do that. I'd passed like my mod one and I needed to do the second part. And I finally got it booked in throughout the back of this uh, lockdown. And I was so nervous because, you know, when you want something so much and I knew I could do it, I know I can ride, but when it's under test, like pressure, (laughs) it's like, oh, so much harder. And yeah, that feeling of just passing, I was ecstatic, like, Oh my god! I can't believe it. This is so good. So, You're yeah. like, woohoo! Yeah, I'm so- official. <laughs> so, yeah, oh my gosh, that's amazing! Oh my gosh! So, did you start writing before, like, right before COVID hit? Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I just. Oh no, actually, it was COVID hit, and it was during one of our first lockdowns that I decided to ride do riding like my dad's had a harley and growing up i'd always be on the back of his i knew i wanted to get one myself one day i just didn't know when and it was covid that i was like everything's rubbish what is this covid like what's life and i was like 
I'm going to do my bike test. Now's the time. And yeah, that's what made me think, yeah, going to do it. So um, can I ask you a few questions? Yeah, sure. So what, how did you get to this point where you're just inspiring other women and like, that's amazing. Your following's huge. And now you're doing this podcast thing. Like what oh, made my- you, what made you get to this point where you are right now? Gosh, um, a lot of hard work, to be honest with you, doing the social media stuff is actually really difficult, as I'm sure you know, keeping on top of it and keeping relevant and doing things people want to see and beating the algorithm. And oh, my gosh, there is so many things. But I guess my passion for it and my love for it, for riding and Harleys in particular, is what just has kept me going like every time I get on my bike, a huge smile on my face. Like, you know, just be riding along, loving life. And then, you know, I just drop it down a gear just so I can rev it up a bit because that just makes <laughs> me smile. I'm just like, <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's amazing. And just my love for that, I suppose. And here in the UK, female riders are still a minority. I know they are wow. in the States as well, but it's definitely, it's more up and coming for you guys out there, isn't it? Whereas mm-hmm. in the UK, it's there's still like there's not many female riders, and I just thought I want to I want to drum up a bit of awareness and and like you know say to women like if you want to ride, you can do it, and if you want a Harley, like you can ride a Harley, and I'm just trying to you know get the word out there. I love that. That's such a higher purpose and a different type of fulfillment that you can get from something like that was probably just a hobby first, and now you're getting some fulfillment and. And helping others that's kind of what I'm seeking out with my stunt writing thing too that's amazing <laughs> thank you yeah so, I, I was course. gonna just I was gonna say I kind of have a pivotal shift in my stunt writing career recently you know like um after just having this baby and I haven't been I've kind of considered myself retired for the past few years now retired from like sponsors and shows and traveling and all the things um but now I'm having this pivotal shift where I kind of want to do something like you are where I want to inspire other girls and 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 I'm not sure exactly who I want to talk to like is it going to be just girls or just uh, new up-and-coming stunt writers but um I just want to inspire others to to take it to the next level and, and kind of help. And instead of being all about me before, I feel like it was all about me. Like, look at me, look what I'm working on com- competing and like just be trying to be the better one and like this. And then like, it was just so selfish, you know, and like it was almost toxic and yeah. I'm looking for more fulfilling and per- per- purposeful and positive ways to use my knowledge because I have so much to give yeah. that I've been harboring because I was too competitive. You know what I'm saying? It was just, and I've learned a lot from that comp- being competitive and um, that toxicity of it that I've grown as a person. And, and now I'm just like ready to just like, I can't wait to tell the world all the things I know, you know, because I know I'm not, the, now there's this whole new generation and scene of girls doing the stunt writing stuff. And I know they're going through the same thing as I did, probably competing with each other, secret hate towards each other, because you know how women are, and um, just 
kind of doing, maybe doing things they're not very proud of. Um, like, you know, I know a lot of, especially with the social media scene, they're feeling like they have to take off more and more clothes or to get attention or, mm. or wear high heels and which are fine, but, and I get it. Don't, I'm not, I was there too. I did the same thing, you know, and my husband says he would do the same thing if he was a chick right now. So I'm not, I'm not talking shit, you know, but I just, I think there's, there's more to it, you know, and, and that, that becomes a to- toxic part of social media, you know. Yeah. When, I totally start- relate to that. Yeah. And it's, you know, the same for me with doing this podcast. It's, it's making it less about me, which I feel much more comfortable in doing, you know. And yeah. Like even on my socials, it's so funny that you've just said that because my, my biggest hitting reels that got like uh, six million views is me literally in a dress and heels riding my bike off. Like, it was a joke, yeah. like, yeah, late yeah. to the date. And I just thought, this would be so funny. Like, let me oh, just ride literally from here to out of shot because obviously I cannot ride a bike in dress and heels. I wouldn't do that. Like, it was just for a joke. But yeah, yeah. that is the one that's got me the most, like, views. And Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's tempting to keep doing it. You're like, wow, yeah. you know. But it's, it's, um, I don't know, what, I know what you're saying because I've done, I've been there, you know, like you start doing things that you maybe, well, that one's actually kind of clever, that late to the date thing. <laughs> I, might, I might steal that one. No, I'm just <laughs> But you know. <laughs> you're really in a dress and heels, that would be so yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know, you know what I'm trying to get at. It's not. It's not just about that. If that's your authentic self and, you know, but when it becomes the, the reason, what is the reason behind your post? I see I'm getting deep here. I always do this. Like if the post you're making this for attention for yourself and not to reach others or like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. I totally understand. It's, um, it, it, it's a self like not being about you and and when you help someone that just makes you feel nice doesn't it It makes you feel good like I've actually helped this person so to share your knowledge and all your stunts and everything you've learned that will feel good to do it 100% totally like I used to even though I would write every day and I was I was authentic stunt writer like I was serious about the sport and not just for social media I, I at least I thought it was I was <laughs> looking back. Maybe it was more about the social media. I don't, you know, it's, I need to do a little self-reflection on that, but, um, there was times where I like, okay, it's Halloween. I got to dress slutty and do a wheelie. And like, now I'm like, I would never do that, I guess, because not that, um, I don't dress slutty on Halloween. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I just, I guess, I guess I want my purpose in stunt writing to be more than that. I guess that's the place I'm at right now. Yeah. But maybe it, it took doing all those things to get a following to now be able to reach and influence other women in a positive way. So, I mean, everyone's on their own path and it, and things happen for a reason and you do things for a reason. So, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying, but I think no, you, you I feel totally me. I understand. Yeah, I do. I totally understand. 
Um, so, Drea, I usually do a little game of Would You Rather in my podcast. <laughs> okay. So I need to ask you a few questions. Well, firstly, what would be your favourite bike if it's not what you've got already? What would be like your dream bike to have? Um, probably a 2003 Kawasaki 636. It's a street bike. And oh, I've really? had it before. <laughs> yeah. But this one would have no miles on it. Brand new mint mo- motor, like, and mint plastics. Okay. And then what's your favorite food, um, dream destination, and a favorite car, if you've got one? Oh, favorite food? Is this restaurant in Washington? <laughs> it's Mongolian Grill. It's like where they grill up all the food, but it's like fresh vegetables and like you could oh, nice. put your favorite noodles and then like you sauce it up with all the Asian stuff and then they cook it in front of you. That sounds good. It's so good. And then they have this like rice wrap so you can make a little burrito. Oh, nice. Um, so that's my favorite food destination, yeah. you said? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I need to get some clarity on this one, but um, I've been wanting to go back to the Philippines. I've been there twice, but there's a Palawang, Palawang, I believe it's called. It's an island there that's beautiful. The Philippines is beautiful. Yeah. So I kind of want to go there again. And we we have plans for 2024, but um, I don't know, bringing the whole family with kids. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then car. So, I don't know. I'm not a car person, to be honest with you. But I really... um, Any mom whip, like a mom whip, you know, like a hot mom whip. Yes. Three rows. It has to have three rows because I have too many kids. So many kids. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm not a car person, so I can't tell you. But... Any mom whip that's better than the what I'm driving right now, which is an Acura MDX. So far, it's been good to me, though. You know. Okay, cool. All right. So, the first question is: Would you rather have your Kawasaki or um, go to your favorite restaurant? But if you have your Kawasaki, so you got your Kawasaki, but you're never allowed to go to the restaurant again. Or you can go to that restaurant like all the time, eat there as much as you like, but you never ever be allowed that Kawasaki. What would you Girl, rather? Oh, Kawasaki! <laughs> Kawasaki! I don't need to be eating that restaurant anyways. So many, <laughs> so many carbs. And if okay. I really wanted to, I could sell that Kawasaki and go back to the restaurant <laughs> with the money I make. loads yeah exactly all right so what about the philippines then you could go there like live there or visit as much as you like do trips but you'd never be allowed the kawasaki or you can have your bike but you'd never ever be allowed to go to the philippines philippines for sure yeah i felt that i thought you were gonna say that yeah i got a dyno already you could only ride one bike at a time (laughs) that's true and then i feel like i know the answer to this one but what about your your ultimate mum whip you can have that or the bike either the bike 
Yeah, oh, no, you're gonna say that. <laughs> as long as as long as my car that I've got now is still running. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drea, just to wrap things up, I just want to ask one more question. Sure. If you could go back in time and see yourself when you first started riding and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Ooh, that's good. Um, I would tell her, you're better than you think you are. You, you like, stop comparing yourself to who you, the, the girls you see on Instagram, because you're seeing a highlight reel and you're seeing this girl land a trick. And you keep replaying that video like she's landing the trick every single time. But you're not seeing her failures. You're not seeing her falling the first hundred times. And maybe she only landed that trick one time and could never do it again. But here you are comparing yourself to that girl that you think is landing that trick every single time. So I think I would tell her, tell me, her, my old self, um, just compete with yourself, you know, like... You're way better than you think you are. And and that's a better metric anyways is to compare and compete with yourself. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. That's a really good yeah. piece of advice for sure. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much. It's been so lovely talking with you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Thank you for listening to this episode of Biker Chick Chat. If you did enjoy it, please don't forget to like, subscribe, give it a thumbs up, all that jazz, you know what to do. And if you'd like to see more from myself, Andrea, don't forget to check out our socials. I will link in the description below all the details that you need. Thanks again, and I'll look forward to seeing you on the next one.